Que Dieu soit loué. Que Dieu soit loué. Nous remercions Dieu pour un autre jour d'être dans sa présence partout où vous êtes. Nous remercions Dieu pour l'ère dans laquelle nous sommes. Dieu nous a amenés à une nouvelle ère où l'Église n'a pas de frontières. Que Dieu soit loué. La semaine passée, nous avons parlé de comment aussi à comprendre Dieu. Aujourd'hui, nous allons parler de commencer à te comprendre toi-même. La raison pour laquelle, quand vous comprenez Dieu, c'est inévitable que Dieu va vous aider à commencer à vous comprendre vous-même. Parce que quand vous vous comprenez vous-même, vous, vous, vous comprenez pourquoi vous êtes là. Vous comprenez pourquoi ce qui se passe se passe. Vous, vous comprenez pourquoi Dieu, comment Dieu veut que tu réagisses. Vous, vous comprenez comment Dieu veut que tu fasses. Nous allons aller dans les livres des juges. Verset 13. Et je vais lire à partir du verset 1. Then the Lord, then the man prayed to the Lord and said, Oh my God, please let the man of God whom you sent come to me again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. And God listened to the voice of Manon, and the angel of God came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field. But Manon, her husband, was not with her. 
Then the woman ran in haste and told her husband and said, and said to him, Look, the man, the man who came to me the other day has just now appeared to me. So Manon arose and followed his wife. And when he came to the man, he said to him, Are you the man who spoke to this woman? And he said, I am. Manon said, Now let your words come to pass. What will be the boy's rule of life and his work? So the angel of the Lord said to Manon, Of all that I said to the woman, let her be careful. Go over to chapter 16, verse 11. Judges 16, 11. So he said to her, If they bind me securely with new robes and have never that have never been used, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. 17. And he told her all her heart and said to her, No razor has ever been upon my head, and I have, for I have been a Nazareth to God from my mother's womb. If, a, if I am shaven, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today. And we ask, O oh God, that you eliminate your word in your, our hearts, O oh God. Lord, we ask, O oh God, that you speak to us this day. From your heart, O oh God, speak your word. Expand it in our hearts. And help us, Lord, to understand ourselves. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. So like I said, once you begin to understand God, you begin to understand yourself. And Andrea Decker said, you cannot love who you are and hate the experiences that shaped you. Joseph passed through some experiences. And by the time he understood why God took him that through those experiences, at the peak of his life, he said something. He said to his brothers, you might have thought bad of what you are doing, but God has prepared it for good that I might save life. So, going from where we read, the first thing we need to understand about ourselves is that God knows and understands the situation you are in. God knows and understands the situation you are in. In verse 3 of the Judges where we read of 13, He said, And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to him, Indeed now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. We mean that God knew the situation of this woman. The same way God knows your situation. 
So if you know that God knows your situation, if you know that He understands where you are, if you know He understands where you are hiding, if you know He understands your pain, then you act differently. Praise the Lord. There was a king in First King chapter twenty-two, verse twenty-nine to thirty-five. The king said to another king, Come and help me go to a battle. And even though that battle was not the mind of God for him, because he saw the, 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 the mind of God, and the prophet told him not to go. But he didn't believe the prophet. And the Bible says that when he now told the other king, and he said, you shall dress like the king, and I will disguise myself in the battle, and we will go to the battle. He felt he was being wise. The Bible said that in the course of the battle, when the enemy saw the person dressed like a king, they thought he was the king of Israel. And they said, look at the king. Once we get him, we have finished the enemies, our enemies. The Bible says that they, 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 they ran towards him. And at that point, he said, no, I am not the king. I am not the king. I am not the king. And they said, yes. They recognized, they know that he's not the king. And they left him. And the one that disguised himself and thought he was, he, he, he was smart, he was hiding in the midst of the battle. And he was, he was trying to run. The Bible said that a man took an arrow and just randomly shot an arrow into the battlefield. And that same arrow went and got the real king. And he died in the battle. He thought he was being smart. But he didn't know that God, no matter how you disguise yourself, no matter how you try to pretend about it, God knows exactly where you are. God knows exactly what you are doing. So, whether it be bad, whether it be good, God knows your situation. What of Elijah? Elijah. When Eha, when Jezebel threatened him, the Bible said that he began to run. To run. He came to a point, he even kept his servant apart because maybe he didn't want the servant to know that he was running. Bible says he continued to run. He got to a place he was tired. And as he was there, God in his funny way, Bible says that God 
through his ten years, provided him what to eat and drink. He tapped him and said, Elijah, he said, arise, eat and drink. Second time it happened again. He said, arise, eat and drink. He fed him two times. And he said that the journey is far. And he allowed him to continue to run again for 40 days and 40 nights. It was God that fed him for the journey to run. And after 40 days and 40 nights, the same God that fed him asked him, Elijah, he said, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And he said, I am running away. He said, I am the only prophet that is left. And this woman wants to kill me. He felt that God did not know. But God told him that I know. And God even told him what he did not know. And God told him there are about 400 prophets who have not bowed themselves to the prophets of to, to Baal. So why he was think, why he was thinking that he was the only one in the situation? God told him there are people you do not know. There are things you do not know. So God is watching. Like I said, God allowed him to run. God fed him while he was running. And he was watching him. And when he was tired, God asked him, what are you doing here? So but the, 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 you need to understand that God knows your situation. God knows your situation. When, the, when the, the, Jesus and his disciples were in the ship, there was a tempest. And they felt that Jesus was sleeping. And they said, Master, care it not that, care it not thou that we are perishing. And Jesus said, Why are thou fearful? O thou of little faith. He said, You have why are you fearful? And Jesus is telling the same thing to you today. Why are you fearful? Why are you being disturbed? Why do you think that I don't know what you are going through? And he calmed the, the sea. So the first thing you need to understand about yourself is that God knows your situation. God knows where you are. God knows the good things in your heart. He knows the bad things in your heart. Praise the Lord. Another thing you need to understand about yourself is your God-given responsibilities. You need to know what are your responsibilities. When the angel came to the woman, the, the mother of Samson, she was to give birth to Samson. But before Samson was to come, the Lord gave her some responsibilities. He said, you shall not do this, you shall not do that. 
you, wish, you should do this, you should do that. Because what you do is going to affect the son that you are carrying. He said, the son you are carrying is meant to be a Nazareth right from the womb. So it is your responsibility to help him from the womb to be who he's supposed to be. God gave her responsibility. Have you understood your God-given responsibilities in life? Have you understood what is your responsibility as a father? What is your responsibility as a mother? What is your responsibility wherever you find yourself? You are expected to behave in a certain way. When somebody tells you that something is your responsibility, it is not optional. It is mandatory. You must have to do it. And you should do it. So, have you understood what are your responsibilities? As a child, what is your responsibility? You have a responsibility in the home. Just like your parents have a respons- their responsibilities in the home. In your place of work, what is your responsibility? Because whatever God has allowed you to come into, it's because He knows you can do it. The Bible says that the honor of the children is their father. It is your responsibility to leave a good name for your children. It is your responsibility to leave a good name for your genera- for the generation coming after you. If you fail in that, you are destroying and toying with your own future. And they will not remember you for good. Whatever you choose to do, you must be able to explain it. I don't mean justify it. Because we can justify anything. Whatever you choose to do, if you cannot explain it, then it is not worth it. When Jesus went to the house of Zacchaeus, the onlookers, they told us, look at this man, why is he in the house of a sinner? Does he know who Zacchaeus is? Does he know how bad this person is? And Jesus, seeing their hearts, explained to them, this is why I came. This is my responsibility. I came for the lost and not for the saved. People like Zacchaeus are the reason why I have come. It is my responsibility to bring them out from who they think they are to who they are supposed to be. Jesus was able to explain why he was where he was. The places you find yourself, are you able to explain why you are there? The 
places you allow yourself to be found, are you able to explain? I don't mean justify, like I said. Are you able to explain why you are there? And when you finish giving your explanation, people will listen to it, and they will say, you are right. You need to understand your God-given responsibilities. Praise the Lord. Another thing you need to understand, you need to understand your role. You need to understand your role. If we look at where we read, Bible said that for something will begin to deliver the people of Israel from their bondage. He said something, his purpose is to start the deliverance of the people of Israel from their bondage. Verse 5. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no other shall come upon his head. For the child shall be an Israelite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. He will begin. Not that, not that he will be the person that will deliver them finally. The role of something was to start the deliverance process. It's not to complete it. So you must have to understand your role. You cannot be everything. You cannot be everywhere. What is your role? What is your role? Doing everybody's job without doing your own does not mean you have done your job. Nobody pays you for doing everybody's job when you have not done your own. What is your role? The Bible says that a wise woman builds her home. It is the role. Husband, love your wife. It is a role. Children, obey your parents. It is a role. What the ministry you are in, is it the one God has called you or the one you felt like you should be in? Because lack of understanding of your role will always lead to a disaster. The role, your role will set boundaries for your responsibilities. Remember the first of all, we say understand your responsibility. And now we are saying understand your role. Let me give you an illustration of what I mean. In a football team or in a soccer team, there is the role of being a defender. There is the role of being an attacker. There is the role of being a midfielder. So as long as that team is, your role as a defender, you must make, no matter how much you run to the front to go and score, you must make sure that your primary role, which is to defend goal from entering your net, that you do it. 
Like I said, your rule will set boundaries for your responsibilities. In that role as a defender, the coach can tell you, you see this player, it is your responsibility to mark him. So I'm trying to differentiate the role and responsibility. In the, your role in the team is, is to be a defender. But in that, your responsibility is this person. So, in understanding your role, it will help you to be effective in your responsibilities. Praise the Lord. You must know where God has placed you and do it excellently. You can't be everything. Praise the Lord. The next thing you need to understand is the, the rules. So we are doing we are dealing with the three R responsibilities, rules, and rules. You need to understand the, if you understand yourself, you begin to understand what are the rules I need to keep to fulfill my responsibility. What are the rules I need to keep keep to fulfill my role? If you look at what was the question that the father of Samson asked in verse 12, he said, Madam said, now let your words come to pass. What will be the boy's rule of life? What will be the boy's rule of life? The question I bring to you this morning is, what are the rules governing your life? Do you understand the rules that you need to keep for you to be who you are supposed to be? What are the rules you have set? What rules are governing your relationship? What rules are governing your marriage? What is the rule governing your punctuality mentality? What is the rule governing your spending? A lot of people are in debt, not because they are supposed to be, but because there is no rule governing their financial life. They live by impulse. They live by impulse. They live by they live they live they live in a way that whatever they, it comes. So what are the rules governing your spending? What rules are governing your communication? What rules are governing your sense of honesty? There are people that want to be honest with you. But their fear is how will you respond to the honesty? So many families would have been in a better shape if there are rules of governing rules governing the way they are open to each other. 
that I open up to you, should it come against me? Can you make a rule to yourself and say that if you are honest to me, it will not bring shame? What rules? What are the rules governing your movements? Can you say these are the places I should go? I can go, and these places I cannot go. Can you set rules to yourself to like this is the time I should be in this place? This is the time I should not be. What rules are governing your movements? At a point in time, something was neglected. The rules that God has laid down for him. That was why he found himself with Delilah. What are the rules that govern the way you do things in your family? In all that you do, Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of God rule your heart. Let the peace of God rule your heart. Can you have the rule of peace in your heart? Because if you don't understand, if you understand yourself, then you will rule yourself. What rules are governing your life? Can you make a resolution today to set boundaries and rules for different aspects of your life? Don't, don't live a life without food. The other thing you need to know when you understand who you are, when you understand yourself, when you understand your limitations, what are the next thing you need to do? You need to be you need to be careful. The angel said to him, "I said, be careful to observe all that I have told you. Be careful to observe all that I have told you. You need to be careful. Be careful about your spiritual safety." Be careful about your physical safety. I have learned not to neglect any safety provision that is made to me, made, that is available to me physically. In your place of work, if there are safety provisions, observe them. In your house, Observe safety. For the weather, observe the safety rules. Do not leave your house in a hurry as you will live in the summer, the same way you live in the, in the winter. Because you need to be more safety conscious in the winter. The way you drive at this time, it's not the same way you drive at the other time. The things you wear on your leg, it's not the same thing you wear when the weather is not snowing. 
careful of your physical safety. Be careful of your spiritual safety. Safety is a provision from God, but the observance of safety is your responsibility. If you understand yourself, you understand your strengths. The next thing you need to understand is to be careful of the weak people around you. Be careful of the people around you who might not understand the things the way you understand them. Don't say because uh, this is the way I do it. The way you do it might not be wrong. But the person beside you need to understand what you are doing. First Corinthians 12 says, All things are lawful. All things are lawful. But not all things are helpful. All things are lawful. But not all things are helpful. What you do before people will save people. It will save lives. But what you do in secret will save you. So be careful of what you do before people. Be careful of what you do in secret. Because I, I repeat, what you do before people will save you. But what you do in secret, what you do before people will save people. But what you do in secret will save you. And that is why the Bible says in Matthew 5, 9. He said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be, for they shall be called the sons of God. You make peace with people. You're a peacemaker everywhere. And people look at you and they say, this person is the son of God. That is what men have said. It might be true. It might not be true. But you need to be sure that, make sure that it is true. So, he said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. But God also needs, that statement also needs to come from God. God needs to actually say, of course, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, in verse 8 of that Matthew 5, what did he say? He said, but blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. Why the peacemakers will be called the sons of God? But the only guarantee to see God is that blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Nobody sees your heart. That is an example of what you do outside the view of people. That is how what you do outside the view of people are the things that will bring you before God. Do 
not be careful of your secret life. Because what you do in secret is what will save you. Praise the Lord. Don't become impure. If you become impure today, even if you were pure yesterday, God will still reject you. And if you have been pure, impure all your life, and you decide to become pure today, God will accept you. I remember the parable in the Bible. The Bible said there was a man. He went out in the first hour of the day, and he called some people into the vineyard to come and walk. And he said, I will, I will pay you this amount. Three hours later, he went out and saw people who were doing nothing. And he said, come and work for me. And I will pay you this amount too. He did that again and again and again. Even he went out an hour to the close of work. And he saw people who were still idle outside. And he said, come and work for me. And I will pay you this amount. And all he was, he paid all of them the same amount. And the people that came first were angry. They say, We have worked this number of hours. And you are paying us the same thing that you are paying the person that just worked an hour. And the master asked, What is your problem with it? Did we not agree that this is what I will pay you? And you agreed. And he says, the first shall be the last, and the last shall be the first. What am I trying to say? It doesn't matter how long you have been impure. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how, who started being holy before you. The Bible says, if you Turn your heart to Jesus today. All your sins will be forgiven. All your evil will be forgiven. And you will be in right standing with God today. And God will see you just the same way He has seen He will see the person that has been working with Him 20 years ago. And if the person that is working with Him for 20 years becomes angry in his heart and become impure because God is paying you the same way he's paying him. He has now has sin in his heart. And God will forget all his 20 years of goodness because of the present minutes of evil. So, what am I trying to say? It doesn't matter how far you have gone away from God. If, if you turn to Him today, He will start working with you. Praise the Lord. So, understanding yourself, you need to be careful of what you do in secret and what you do before people. That is one thing that Samson also failed to do. And it cost him his life. Praise the Lord. Another thing you need to 
understand about yourself. If you see where we read in verse in uh, uh, Judges 16, verse 7, where he says, And Samson said to her, If they bind me with seven fresh bows, not yet dried, then I shall become weak and be like other men. You, you are better what you are than what men want you to be. You better be what God has made you to be than what you want to be. You are better of being yourself than being like others. Some say, ah, if you do this, then I'll become weak like other men. How has God created you? You are better that way than how men want you to be. You are better than that way than the way the society wants you to be. Don't be swayed. Don't change how God has made you. Be what God has made you. Others are weak. You are strong in the way God has made you. If you want to be like others, you shall be weak like others. Don't toy, don't toy with the idea of being like others. Rather, try to be a better and a stronger you. And finally, you need to understand that you are better with God. You are better with God because it is Him that ultimately defines you. In Judges 16 20, it says, And He said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he woke, awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before, as before at other times, and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord has departed from him. You need to understand that you are better with God than without God. Many people are living their life free of God. They are shaking themselves in freedom like something. Bible says that he got up and he shakes himself in freedom. But he did not know that the Lord has departed from him. You might be living your life in freedom. You might be shaking yourself in freedom. But the moment that the Lord departed from something, he became like other men. And they caught him. And they treated him the way they treat ordinary men. But remember, God, God did not make something ordinary. But because he made himself to become like ordinary men, he got the treatment of ordinary men. The Lord, Bible wants us in Ecclesiastes 11.9. Ecclesiastes 11.9. It says, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, 
and let your heart share you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes. But know that for all these, but know that for all these, God will bring you into judgment. You can shake yourself in freedom anyhow you want. But make sure that you realize that God will bring you to judgment. And when we talk about the judgment of God, it's not only, it's not only of wrath. It's also of love. Bible says that everything, whether good or bad, God will bring it to judgment. So when, when you stand before God in judgment, if you do good, God will reward you with love. If you do bad, God will reward you with wrath. The best understanding of yourself is what we have in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13 to 14. He said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. He said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandment, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, whether good or evil. God will bring every work to judgment, whether good or or evil. Understanding yourself. Understand where you are with God. Remember we started by saying that you need to understand that God knows where you are. So we, God is at the beginning. I also need to understand that at the end, you will still meet God. But when you are meeting God at the end, it is a time of reckoning. It is a time of giving accounts. So if you have done good, God will reward you. If you have done bad, God will reward you. But if you forget everything, Remember, the Bible says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Everything we have talked about is to guide you towards being in right standing with God. Worship. Worshipping God with a pure heart. That will show that you understand God. That will show that you have now begun to understand yourself and understand your purpose. Understand how God has made you. Understand that God sees you in secret and in open. And understand that God loves you. For he says that his thoughts towards you, they are thoughts of good. 
and not of evil. If you can make up your mind today to say, Lord Jesus, I didn't understand myself before. I, I didn't understand my responsibilities before. I didn't understand my role before. I've been living my life without rules. I've been living my life trying to be like others. I've been living my life trying to be on my own. I've been living my life trying to exercise my freedom. But today, I understand that you want me to work with you. I understand that I am who you said I am. I am not who the world say I am. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads to pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, I pray for everyone that have heard your word. I pray that your word will bring light to their hearts. Lord, I pray, O God, that you help us, O God, to begin to understand ourselves. To begin to understand our rules, our responsibility. To begin to implement rules in our life. Lord, for everyone that have gone so far away from you, as they think a second time today, O God, Lord, may they begin to feel your love in their hearts because you are a loving God. You are a God who wants the best for us. None of your children who come to you will be consumed. We thank you for your work. We bless your name. We give you praise, O God. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed.